are back. Act two, the podcast, episode one one six one sixteen. We are in the building. One hundred sixteen goddamn episodes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty cool. Um, it's your boy International Walk. It's your girl Tosh that co-hosts us with the most. And we are back for another episode of the shit of the shit. Um, you guys can catch us at podcast.com, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Spotify. Get on with the show. How are you? I am doing well today. I am feeling I'm feeling good. Um mentally. Mentally, I am a nine. I'm going to say I'm a nine, which is pretty good because beginning of the week, I was feeling blah. And mm. I think the sunshine. And your energy was like that, too. I, but not towards you. I just wanted no, you. No, but I just felt it in the air, like the aura of you. You wasn't mean or, 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 or any way towards me. It was actually quite quite pleasant, but just was like. Mm. Yeah, I felt blah. I, it was a little PMS, you know moodiness there the gray clouds i just wasn't feeling myself the sun really makes a difference yeah, like, vitamin d like yeah the, the sun really makes a difference it makes you feel more vibrant so i fought past that um and today mentally i'm feeling good i'm a nine um financially i am a 10 um thank god um no issues and just praying to god that he allows us to be a blessing to others mm-hmm. um Work is work is an eight. I won't complain. They get on my nerves, but it's work and it, things could be worse. So I'm grateful. Um, physically, physically, I am an eight. I, um, you know, we've been doing some things and I don't want to put too much into it because I just want to do it. I don't want to like broadcast it, but I'm they just, feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just feeling good. But um, I was doing a little some things outside of our normal routine, and I didn't tell you this. My back in a different way than it was hurting before when I just had like that muscle spasm. Mm-hmm. My back is hurting um, because of something that I did last night. But the crazy thing is walking today. It it made it feel good, which is weird because before you know walking was aggravating the muscle spasm, mm-hmm. but walking today kind of like loosened up whatever it is so i gotta stick to the program can't be trying you don't know i'm getting older now can't be doing a whole bunch of jumping around and new unexpected oh, things i got like no i wasn't doing none of that but i gotta stay in my lane and that ain't my, my lane ain't what it was before i can i can get back there and i know there are some 42 year olds out there who are very active that ain't been my life been working out since you was 32 yeah that ain't but well, they probably working out since they was 22. But, you know, that ain't been my life. So, I just have to find my lane and stay in it. But, um, yeah. I, but I, I feel good, though. I feel good. I feel like I look good. My skin glowing. You do look good. Your skin is glowing. Thank you. My hair growing. Yeah. I can't wait till you go gray. Oh, boy. He wants me to be like she this. Be a Silver gray right? hair. Neatly combed in she place. She's going to be a smoke show. <laughs> I ain't already. When you're gray, you're going to be like a real smoke show. <laughs> How are you, baby? I am magnificent. Oh, I, I like that. Um, mentally, I am a 10. Uh, feel good. Um, got no issues in the mental space of things. Um, sitting here doing this podcast. Finances is a 10. Ain't worried about nothing. Like my wife said, hope to be a blessing to others as we get blessed. Um, so feel good about that. A 10 there. 
um, work is a nine. Um, you know, tomorrow, well, I won't say what tomorrow is, but one of the days in the week come down on me. <laughs> And that is tomorrow. So, <laughs> oh, now he doesn't um, want to say. Now, and, and that is tomorrow. So I'm just like, damn, I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow. The end of the week comes down on him. You can just put it that way. Well, one of the days. As we near the end. <laughs> um, physically, I feel like an eight. Um, worked out today. And yeah, feel like an eight. So I feel fair. I don't fair. feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I feel fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not hurting, which is good. Because, you know, sometimes you be, you know, working out. And even though they say, like, no pain, no gain, sometimes that pain is a um, demotivator, mm-hmm. if, if I can use yeah. that word. Especially shin splints. Shin splints that sit your ass down like a back wheel. Yeah, right, but, I mean, those are kind of, like, in the moment, in the activity. I'm talking about the after pain. Oh, okay. Sometimes you to be so sore, you be like, come on. Or, like, the next days, you like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to want to move and I can't walk down the steps? This is why I have a, a plan, a new plan of doing enough so I can go back again the yeah. next day. Not and I'm burning myself out where the next day it's like, fuck that shit. I ain't doing that because you're hurting and that, it's understandable. Slow and steady wins the yep. race. It's consistency. It's about consistency. And if you get enough days under your belt, then you're going to see results and feel good. And that pain and shit will stop because, you know, you, I, I want to feel bad from not working out. Right, you know right. I, mean, I want to feel it. a little groggy from yeah. not working out where it's like, man, I gotta go get a run in or something. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you feel good. You know, yesterday I was one of the days I just wasn't feeling, I was feeling kind of blah and I put it off. And I worked out at night, which I haven't done in a while. And I didn't feel like it, but I still did it. And even though it was like, okay, after that time to get washed and get ready for bed, it still did put me in a better mental space. Mm-hmm. Like those endorphins and dopamine and and, and with all those, I, I'm a I'm a I had a little cheat sheet about the hormones and, and just stuff. the accomplishment of knowing that I told I myself it. I was going to yeah. do something and I did it and I did it. Yep, it definitely feels good. And yeah. I appreciate my friends who, um, of course, my husband has been my we've been supporting each other. We've been partners in this. But my friends, you know that accountability, like when you like the um, I watch. When you can share like your exercise and they can respond and say, way to go. You nailed it. You're on fire. (laughs) The responses are so corny, but it's just that like. Generic as fuck. Yeah. They are very corny. Like who talks to people like that? No, way to go. Yeah. You know, that's what I sent to Crystal today after her workout. When you look at the list of responses, I picked, you nailed it. You so corny. Yeah, who talks like that? Like, uh, where you got to be from to be like, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, Wiles and woes, do's and don'ts, ups and downs, stops and goes. Um, Blacks and whites. I'm going to say the woe first and then end on a Fights good note. <laughs> the woe, and I don't want to go too much into it. I don't even know if this is maybe one of your topics, but we've talked about it. I feel like we have talked about it way too much in 116 episodes. But yet again, another school shooting. That's all I'm going to say. It's just like, come on. Come on. Like, come on. Um, Yeah, just come on. My wow. And I'm going to try not to get emotional, y'all. But um, 
I got asked to my first dance. <laughs> you giddy about this shit. So the, oh, the fellas said congratulations because I told them about the Aubrey asked you. So they was like, congratulations. Oh, thank you. So my niece, so as most of we we talked about, we have a ton of nieces and nephews between us. Um my one of my sisters has five children. Um I call them the Fab Five. So it's boys are the bookends, three girls in the middle. The middle girl, Aubrey, I don't have favorites, but me and her, we got a special thing going on. She's 10, and um, I actually cut her cord when she was born, her umbilical cord. Weirdest thing, but I feel like it really connected our hearts. Long story short, that's my girlfriend. And her school is having a special person's dance, which I really appreciate that. I always think about kids. I, I think it's a beautiful thing when you see videos like daddy-daughter dances and stuff like that. But, it, you know, it makes me a little sad about for the kids who maybe not don't have a father. But Whether it's father not in their life, father deceased, whatever the circumstance is. It just, it's like... Mm, like my opinion on that is you got to keep it father and, and, and mom you, you have to keep that as a staple because that's just is what it is and you can do an alternate special person's dance and that's cool because you got cool people like you cool ass aunts who can step up and do that but you can't like just say we, like you can't go we ain't doing merry christmas no more it's it's like happy holidays like you got to be able to say this is a daddy-daughter dance. This is a mom-son dance, and that's what it is. Like life ain't fair. I we all don't like get it. mommies. We all don't get daddies. I just feel like kids shouldn't have to face that for something that's supposed to be fun. And again, I ain't talking about you. I, I mean, the conversation can go in different directions, but I'm not talking about you know the the kids who grew up without a dad because their dad left or grew up without a mom because their mom left. But you have children that are in foster care for different reasons. Again, you have children who have deceased parents and it just opens, it can possibly open an unnecessary wound. But we're talking about my wow here. My wow is that her school is having a special person's dance and she asked me to go. And I appreciate my sister as well because, you know, I was like, well, you like your mom wanted to go. And she was saying, no, my mom said... She knows that I love her and it's okay if I pick you because she know we got a thing. That's my girl. And I, you know, text my sister to say thank you. And she was like, that's fine. I know you're her favorite person. And that was just my wow. It just really touched my heart. I graduated from an all-girls high school. So I had to ask, you know, my prom date to go on prom with me or other dances I went by myself. I think I only went to one other dance. So this was my first time being asked to go on a dance. and That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Yeah, um, me too. I've never experienced that. I don't envy it. Um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, I would have loved to have went with my daughter to a daddy-daughter dance. Like, I would have loved that. Um, but, you know, again, what I just say before this, life ain't fair. And, you know, things happen and you deal with stuff. So... I'm happy for you, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy it. for you. Yeah. Um, hate to what's, go from some... Oh. What's wow. your wise My wow is just I'm ready for this weather. It seems like the weather's about to yes. change over. We're about to start getting, um, you know, 70, 75, 80-degree days. Whoop, whoop. And I just can't wait for the whoop, summer. Whoop. Like, I, I'm ready to, to get out. Like, I've been down for a while. I've been... Um, focused on work i've been focused on me and i just can't wait to like get out and rip and run this summer be outside outside go places do shit be in other countries um be in other states because we're gonna be outside not yeah. inside but outside back outside 
like you forgot how we act outside. Mask on with the how how does how the words go? <laughs> no, we ain't having no 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 blinky. <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm horrible with lyrics to songs, but we back outside. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, my woe is just what we're getting into as a topic today, and that is another fucking school shooting. So let me get my shit off. At the Covenant School in Tennessee, Nashville, there was another. And where? At the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh. I said Tennessee. Yeah. In Nashville, Tennessee. It would take a geographist to fucking correct somebody. Oh, I like that term, a um, geographist. But in Nashville, Tennessee, um, another school shooting. Female, 28 years old, armed with two assault rifles and a handgun, killed six people, three students and three staff members. Her name was Audrey Hale, um, left a manifesto. Um, she was a transgender so there's a lot of elements to this that we're going to get into. But her manifesto um, said she had dismay for attending the school. I did the math. She was 28 years old. This is a school where 10-year-olds go. She was um, out of the school 18 years and still felt dismay to go back and shoot up kids. Um, this is the 129th mass shooting of this year. Um, and people are tired of prayers and tired of, um, you know, your thoughts and prayers. What the fuck is the answer for stopping school shootings? If you had to say tomorrow, this is the best way, like as of right now, even if it's a band-aid on the situation, how do you stop this shit now? Like how does another kid not die tomorrow? There's no way to stop it. Guns are too big of um, uh, the economy in America. The NRA has too much pull. And I ain't going to go into no specificities about it because I don't know a lot. Well, the NRA but, has a lot of money with these politicians as far as lobbyists. And they are the ones, the NRA being the biggest, who are in these politicians' pockets not to change regular gun laws. Yeah. Like, not to ban assault rifles. And I used to be a proponent of, you know, you, if you can buy a handgun, you should be able to buy a Uzi. But... Like, you really don't need, and now I'm on the other side, and you can call it contradiction or ju me just having more information and changing my mind. But you can, um, you don't need assault rifles. No. Like, people, human beings who protect in their house, like myself, my wife, we don't need uh, AR-15 to protect us. Like We're not a, in a war zone. Yeah, a 9 millimeter is fine. We don't, we don't need uh, AK-47 to protect us. A 38 is fine. Like, we, a shotgun is fine. But you, I don't need... 10,000 rounds of ammunition to shoot somebody that's coming into my house. And I don't think that regular human beings, um, civilians should have like war weapons. Like I that agree. shit is crazy. So again, tomorrow, if it had to stop, what do we do? I, I mean, unfortunately, that's it. There's, there's nothing. That's it. Wrap it up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, unfortunately, it's not going to stop. And we're going to hear about it more frequently. I told you before what I think the solution or what a, a, a possible solution is. And it's not to say that it's, no pun intended, bulletproof. But I think that all schools, every single school, regardless of the geographical region, regardless of the demographics of the school, it may appear to be shocking to students to see, you know, arms, guards, at schools, 
but you need security. Nobody should be able to enter a school with a weapon. Now, I, I know you said, oh, they have weapons in plastic and this, that, and the other. Okay, that's why I said <coughs> it's not bulletproof. It's not going to stop at all, but we will at least decrease. One, people will be kind of... Um, uh, hesitant because mm-hmm. they know that they may potentially face some resistance. They may get shot. And that's not to say that, God forbid, if somebody really wanted to do something, they couldn't wait for kids to exit the school. Okay, yes. But that's, they can pull up into the a Walmart parking lot and right. do something too. So, again, I'm not saying that it's 100% foolproof, but that is a start. They need to take away this mentality of, Oh, we live in a good neighborhood. Oh, that will never happen here. Think about the places that this happened. Now, Nashville is a big city, but the places that this is happening is typically, whoever heard of Columbine, Colorado, until Columbine happened, or unless you were from that area or had family or something. Uvalde, Texas, who heard of that place until the unfortunate happened? Um, What was uh, um, Connecticut? uh, What was the place? Oh, my goodness. In... Connecticut. Just say Connecticut. Yeah, that that place where, you know, all of the kids, well, I didn't want to, you know, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's happening in these small towns, which are, I guess, you know, labeled as, maybe not even affluent, but good neighborhoods, low crime. It may not necessarily be an affluent neighborhood, but people aren't expecting violence to happen. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, I don't think it does matter. So I think that's where people need to break down this shield of thinking it could never happen here because time and 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 time again, it's being proven that it can. I I agree with you that there should be armed guards in the school. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't think it's a money issue. You give money to the Ukraine and you got stimulus checks. Like, you can pay for armed guards in schools. Or police officers. I also think that... Well, you'd have to hire a lot more police officers to be stationed at schools. Yeah. And um, you want you want officers there who care, who not think it's a shit detail to watch kids all day. I mean, I get it, but have people care. rotate. Yeah. Um, and I also think teachers should be able to carry guns. If, and I also I think it should start first in, in open carry gun states. If you have a, if you're in a state that that's open carry and y'all already carry guns, why can't the teacher carry guns? And I, you might get into a situation where. Okay, the teacher might turn the gun on a student. And, you, I mean, it's a lot of, of, of variables that go into that. But as far as protecting the kids as if, like, 24 hours from now, teachers should be able to carry guns in case some shit happened. Um, and there should be armed guards in every school at, at every exit. And you shouldn't be able to enter the school without a reason during school hours. Like, no, no adult should be able to just walk into school or kid just like with, with no business and it's during school hours. But again, that's what happens in these Like this Joe Clark shit where fuck the fire thing where the doors gotta be locked. But th- that's the thing where in these neighborhoods that they lay, you know, they think is a good neighborhood because I remember having to go pick up my niece from school in Philadelphia in a relatively good neighborhood but still was in Philly and you talk to them through a uh, intercom system. Who are you here for? What's your name? They confirm your name is on the list. The lady came to the door, asked me for my ID, shut the door, and then went back and then came back and let me in. So that rule is implemented, but 
is people want to have this shield of like or or not have a shield of like oh we need protection like they want to feel like their neighborhood is safe and for the most part it may be until it's not yeah and like stop and stop having the mind and it, don't get this wrong every kid should be able to go to school freely but that's how it it should be and we're not living how it is I like we're think... living how it should be right. instead of living how it is and maybe kids have to see that now like in order not to be dying that it's armed guards at school it's police presence at school all the time so you know even fucking around as a kid that's gonna stop a little bit but at least kids won't be dying like this six seven eight years old like that's crazy to think like you went to school you had you had plans that day as a kid to do whatever the fuck you was going to do in school and it just it just don't happen like that shit is sad like and really really sad that shit breaks my heart i don't think that teachers should necessarily ha be able to carry guns but you know what i think why not it, you know what i think is a viable solution you know how there was like this mass thing um to install defibrillators in businesses and things like that i think it should be something like that some sort of like handgun you can go to some sort of mm. lock, lock, some sort of lockbox, not that you can see through it like a defibrillator, but some sort of lockbox so that like if something happens in the school, you hear it in the hallways, like an event happens, and you lock the door, and there's a code, so not anything that's easily accessible, but like maybe a weapon that you can get to. I don't necessarily think that close to the teacher. <laughs> yeah, like maybe on the wall next to her desk. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm ready to say that's the second most useless thing is a gun you can't get to. Next to it could be like attached to under the desk something, but you need a code. Okay. To get like so that one. I mean, unfortunately, we know we have students who may try something. We don't want it to be easily accessible to them. Um, teachers having it on, uh, having a gun on their hip. We don't want it to be a situation. We've seen videos of a student trying to take it or something. Am I boring you again? No, babe. It's every week you do this. It's late. But you yawn. So what? I'm going to yawn again next week. <coughs> right? Yawn two more times doing this. I don't, yeah. Whether it's a student that tries to take it or we've seen videos of students, unfortunately, beating their teachers up. We don't want the teacher to pull the gun out and shoot them. Well, and that kind of said, no. I'm just saying. You no. saying you're saying just get beat up. Fight back, but not get beat up. <coughs> but not shoot them. <coughs> that shouldn't be the solution. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Right. But, so, yeah. Someone's I, beating you half to death, and they're they, they 20 years your senior. That might be your last option is to give them a leg warmer. I don't think a child should be shot. Okay. I think the, the, the teacher should be able to defend themselves. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I think that having security... Patrol the schools, metal detectors in every school. I don't care about that. Oh, it's going to make the kids feel like, you know, they're in a dangerous environment. Well, they potentially could be. Well, it's not that it's going to make them feel that. They are in a, a, a dangerous environment where anybody can walk into school at any hour of the day with, you know, assault rifles and shoot them. That's a dangerous environment. Like, I don't know. What's so hard to accept that as a... Well, it's not dangerous until it becomes dangerous. And that's the sad part. And you never know when it may become dangerous. And that's what Which people need to face the reality. Which is why you should think that it's dangerous. That's just why you should think that it's dangerous. Because you shouldn't be the person who says, 
oh, there's 200 school shootings a year, but it won't happen at my kid's school. Like, that that's that's a, a fucked up way to think. How many days has it been this year? Real quick. Um, Almost 90. Almost 90. It's 129 school shootings. 129. And it's only been 90 days. In this in this And you're counting seven. Yes. From January? Yes, since in 2023, 129 school shootings. Wow, I thought you meant school year, like from September. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. That's so this stuff crazy. happens every other day all over the country. More than ever. I mean, well, some may happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, The NRA and the politicians, how, how do you fix that when the NRA is as huge as it is and they in the pockets of politicians for millions? Like, why won't they change the gun laws? Why, why won't they um, stiffen that up? I think it should be illegal to be a lobbyist for any company. Like, I don't think politicians should be paid by pro- by private or public organizations to push their agenda. But like, it's, it's how set up you... in a way where you need money to run a campaign. So I'm. let's just, let's comb through it. Okay, I might agree with you that you shouldn't be a lobbyist, but how does a politician fund his campaign? Okay, maybe you rely on donations from your from the public, not from organizations that, that specifically... But you know that's not going to buy TV spots I mean, for, for 30 seconds for a million dollars. Like, you know that's not going to... The people, the citizens ain't going to pay for that. You may have some wealthier citizens in, you know... You, where, where you're running. I don't know, but don't I don't think that, companies should... I mean, you have citizens who are very engaged in political... Yeah, it may not... But maybe we shouldn't have all these TV spots like that drive people crazy. Again, how how it should be and how it is. Like, Well, that's what we're talking about, how it should be. Because we ain't about to change nothing about the NRA anyway. Or the TV <laughs> spots is what I'm saying. <clears throat> like, we see that shit like crazy. Well, all of this time. is hypothetical. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anything is going to change about it. But I think that it shouldn't be that politicians are paid to push the agenda for anybody. Because we see, like, no matter what... Uh, it's one of them things that's... Uh, until it's one of their grandchildren who are shot. I was ready to say, God forbid... And I don't want to, like, <clears throat> put bad juju out. But God forbid... Mm-hmm. The um no I don't um yes I do God forbid the son or grandson of an NRA high ranking member gets killed in a school shooting will it change then No I don't think the NRA I mean of a politician that's a lobbyist for them Yeah but then the NRA, maybe they would kind of want to change how things work But I think the people that the are part NRA of the NRA I think change, they're though. so steadfast and. Their beliefs and how they feel. I don't think anything. Yeah, because it's a Second Amendment them. thing. So I think part of it for them is religious. But like, I don't think that they would let them pass the law because they would protest and do stuff where they couldn't get that kind of law through. So I mean, this is the thing, though. I I don't think that, and nobody's. I think what people that are party NRA. Not, and, and this sounds stupid because I'm sure they know. Nobody's trying to say that people shouldn't have guns. It's a matter of just changing some of the laws to make some guns unavailable to helpfully, hopefully save a lot of lives. Like, that really is what's being asked. Nobody's saying, oh, guns shouldn't be legal. You know, there was a school shooting, and I don't remember the exact year. I want to say, like, 1989, something like that, but I could be wrong, in the U.K., where some people had got shot and they implemented these new laws 
and there have been zero since then. Mm. Like, so, but that's the thing. Like, I think we are too far gone and there's too many people that are invested, like too many, the politicians and it, it, we're too far gone. So, I unfortunately don't think <clears throat> that it's going to change. So look at the penalty. So what you think the penalty should be? You think that should change? It should be more swift of a penalty like anybody who takes any type of harm on a child like this in a school shooting gets put to death? I don't think, no, I don't think they should be put to death, but I don't think it's just school shootings where this should be implemented. Mass shootings, you shouldn't go into a mall and shoot up people. You shouldn't go to the grocery store and shoot up people. But whether you think we as people have the right to kill somebody is a different conversation. And I'm, I, I kind of, I agree with you in, in what you, what you think there, but for somebody that goes into school and kills 26 kids and they're not over 12 years old, they don't deserve to die. Like, you don't, like... If they get killed by the police officers in their fight, okay, fine. But I don't think there should be... They, they should be sentenced to death. Like, you know how I feel about the death penalty. Right. I don't think anybody should be given the death penalty. So, But if they're killed by the police, then, hey... It is what it Ain't is. Ain't nobody crying over it. Maybe their parents, but that's about it. Now, this girl was a trans transgender person. Um, I guess born a man and transgender Trans- to a woman. Transition to, okay. Um, again, 18 years removed from the school. Um, one question, where is the transgender, where is the LGBTQ community, like, denouncing shit like this? But I don't think it's a, a LGBTQ issue. I mean, in this case, it, the fact that she's trans- I'm not saying it is an issue. I'm just saying that, that it's one of a person from their community. You would think that somebody do something horrific like this, they would just step up and be like, hey, like, we're not down with that. That's not us. Like, what's wrong with that? Because I don't think it's 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 like, OK, if a black person had committed this crime for people to say, well, where's the black people to stand up and say, we're against this. It's a human thing. Okay. That's how okay. I feel. I don't think this is something that any one particular group of people, regardless of how this person identify, I don't think it's like their issue. It's, it's almost like, it, again, it's just a human thing that anybody, regardless of what your sexual preference, your sexual identity your gender, whatever the other terms are. Okay, I would agree yeah, with that. I, I don't think that it's like their thing to stand out on. Now, re- recently in the news, like people like Sam Smith with his, <laughs> his devil thing and like the LGBTQ, um, the, the community, I guess he's a part of mm-hmm. and how a lot of transgender people, and maybe you haven't seen this, but I did some research and online, a lot of trans, a, a few transgender people say that Christianity is the, um, is the reason that, that they're hated. It's because of what it says in the Bible towards them. Now, do you think a person doing something like this is like a direct um, fight with Christianity? You know, it's one of those things. You know what I, what I find it's like weird that's, about... Those y'all are the people who condemn me, who condemn us. So to go into a Christian academy and shoot up a Christian school that you once was made to go to, and I guess when you were younger, you were having your feelings about you're not really who you are and all that kind of stuff. Like, so how does that play out where it's like you went to a Christian academy, you think the Christians are the ones that's denouncing transgender and homosexuality, 
and then you do something like that to a Christian academy. You know one thing that, that that bothers me about this society is that there's always so like so much negativity that is shown towards Christianity and how, you know, some of the beliefs and practices when it's almost like people tiptoe around Islam, which has some of the same views as some Christian some people who practice Christianity um, because you, you can't just say Christianity as a whole because you have some people who fully welcome people of regardless of what your gender, your sexuality is. And the thing is, it's not as a Christian, we shouldn't hate anybody or, you know, we may not agree with certain lifestyles, but God loves everybody. It doesn't mean that he approves of everything that everybody does, whether you're homosexual, heterosexual, pansexual, whatever. But it doesn't mean that Christianity is against you. But Christ in this in this society, Christianity is the uh, the bigger, older religion in America. I'm, I'm now you. It's a lot of Muslims across the world, but in America, it's like. That's the religion, Christianity. So, and and in Christianity, it it's not that I think you hate me, but you do denounce me and my lifestyle. Like that's in the Bible. Like homosexuality is no good, and you know. That, so that's probably I why mean, they feel like that. Just looking at it from their perspective. Possibly, I mean, and I, I can imagine going to a Christian school if he did uh, or she did, you know, encounter teachers or leaders or whomever that um shunned her or treated her any way unloving yeah i can imagine that built up some resentment right I, yeah i definitely can i mean you have people that have worked at jobs where people you know mistreated and or bullied them or you know teased them about whatever their lifestyles were and they so those memories especially if you were a child and who knows how the that impacted that, yeah, you know their growth well. so i can imagine that may have had um you know some of the reason now was the and, and i'm sorry because although i know of the story you know how when these things happen i kind of disconnect myself um was the shooter killed Yes. Okay, so they didn't have a chance to ask any questions. One of the things I don't understand, I've seen people say like, oh my God, I watched the she video. She left a manifest and she texted her best friend or a girl that she was friends with who was black and said that, um, you know, I'm hurt and I got to die today. I must die, that kind of thing. And, you know, you're going to hear about me on the news when I die. But And the girl was like, listen, I don't know what you're going through, but I hope you're okay just sending you some positive energy. And she was like, I understand, but I must die. Like, that was her last thing. And then she wrote a manifesto, is what they call it, you know, like a suicide note, but uh, just giving a reason on why. And it was it was based on they made me go to this school, tried to change me, all this shit, and how they treated me there. Yeah, one of the things I don't understand about humans, um, especially in this sensationalized era, um, which is further um, hyper-sensationalized through social media, is people watching or I don't know if, if you saw it or listened like the video like I saw people post like oh my god I watched or listened to the video of you know the people screaming or the gunshot why why would you want to hear that I, I mean I, I just don't understand it's like why same, but it's the same reason why people watch Dahmer it's people are sens sensationalized with that kind of it's one thing I'm watching a movie stuff. a reenactment of stuff 
than hearing and seeing real life. Like, but that was a real life story. That's why I said Dahmer. I didn't pick like Die Hard and no shit. Like, I picked Dahmer because that was a real life story. And people, some people lived it, like myself. But you still were glued to the TV because what, you were alive during the time. Don't say you lived it like you were a no, victim. No, I, I, li- I didn't say I lived <laughs> through it. Tom. I know, but I didn't you- say I survived it. Those are the words used when you're a survivor. I didn't say I but survived you said it. I lived it. No, like, I lived it, which means you. it was on my news, was and I was the little boy coming time. home like, "Yo, this dude ate people." Yeah. Like I seen that shit in, in real time. Is what I meant to say on the news. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I, it's it's the same thing. Like people, us humans, for the sake of, of of conversation, like we have that it's innate in us. That's why we rubberneck accidents on the road, and you know they say like if a. Um, a train is crashing, like, you can't look away. Like, those are things that we are drawn to. So that's just how it is. I know it shouldn't be that way, but that's how we're wired. At what point is it, like, enough? You have to tell yourself that, like you do, which is honorable to say, I done seen enough headshots, babe, enough dead bodies, enough kids getting shot. Like, I don't want to hear gunshots. Or we can hear something like the... um, Jarrett documentary that's on and everything. We were like, no, we're not watching that. Like, too fucking much. Don't want to see kids being molested and shit. So you got to learn to put yourself like, but don't get it fucked up. When we heard about it, I was intrigued. Until we heard the details. Yeah, until I heard the details. And and then then it was like, I don't want, I don't want to cry. Like, I don't want that shit in in my soul. I don't want to feel disturbed about something like that. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Knowing the ending result, like, and I, I think it was like the video of hearing the gunshots. So knowing the end result of those gunshots, I don't know. And, and I, this is not passing judgment on anybody because at some point I used to watch the. I I am really bored. I'm a boring co-host. No, you're not. You're not a boring co-host. <laughs> um, it's nighttime. <laughs> I used to, you know, but but yeah. To to your point, it's like it is too much. I don't want to hear it because you know, okay, at the end of those gunshots, pe- not just people, but kids' lives were lost. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm good. I'm so good. you don't think it's a beef against the transgender or LGBTQ community against Christianity? And I get that all religions have that kind of base against homosexuality and stuff like that. But because Christianity is the oldest and the biggest in America, that's why they take an aim at that. I think it may be some generalization about it. I don't think that because you may encounter some Christian communities that are welcoming to the individual. So maybe not to their lifestyle, but but I, okay, but, but they may be welcoming to the individual where they don't feel that disdain from the community. So I think in general, there may be, you know, they may feel ostracized or shunned by the Christian community. Um, and that's sad because that's not the, that's not who God wants us to to be. be. But don't you think the Christian person is welcoming, is welcoming, is welcoming the, the, um, is welcoming that person to try to change them eventually? I don't think for them to try to change well, them. Well, um, to but lead for maybe them to for some change. Possibly. Or they could just want... I mean, because... As but some, your agenda is... For your agenda for accepting me is be like, okay, I'm accepting of all people. And I know that there's broken people in the world. So maybe that if you come over here with me, you'll hear enough of what I'm hearing. And but it doesn't that'll mean lead that, you. But it doesn't mean that the relationship or the feelings or the camaraderie isn't authentic. I mean, it, it it doesn't mean that it isn't just because I might feel it, it's like I feel 
if I feel like what I know is better for you, not saying whether it is or isn't, that's to your own, you know, opinions. But if I feel that what I have going on or what I know or the the, the guy that I follow and is better for you, I will want you to come over to this side. So it but doesn't you think that's better for him. You don't know that. That's why I said okay. that's yeah. If I feel, if I think that, then okay, this is what I want you to do. This is the life that I want you to hopefully acclimate to and maybe but it's this but it would it's the same as if it was anybody that's a sinner if you met a woman that's a prostitute you would want to change help her change her life and you would want to lead her to god it i would want to assist in it but i wouldn't just want it i mean obviously she's doing what she wants to do i would want to assist her if she needs help or wants help but you can't make people do something just because you you think you have a better way, or you. Think I'm not. You, so again, they're not making them go, do anything, but it, that doesn't so what mean if the that person never not, changed. Okay, then that's that's between them and God. But would you still have the relationship? Would it still be genuine if? Okay, you heard what I had to say. You've been around what I've been around, and you still lead this lifestyle that my God tells me is wrong. Do I still have this relationship with you after you shunned it and was like, no, that's just I'm not into that. Like I'm gonna do me. Do we still so, have I mean, this vibe? Where so, so we're we're on two different pages because I'm th I'm thinking you talk about people who are coming to church, going to church, being a part of the church, being in a loving church community. They're there, like people, you know. Regardless of people think like, damn, I hope he or she changes his life one day. They're still part of that community. They're I, not I would hope forcing so them or making them stay there. I would hope if a transgender person went to a church that they would be able to come. I think right. after a while there's an agenda to change that person. It's all I'm saying. I don't think that if that person heard the word and heard everything that everybody in the church had to say and still said, I'm going to do what I want to do, I think there would be some shun. And I don't, I don't think I don't it's think right. I, I don't think it's right, but I think that's the... The goal that if there's an agenda, then it can't be. Well, genuine. first of all, nobody's focusing, or, or most people aren't focusing on that one person. If you're in the right church, so the agenda isn't to say we're here to save that person. Th they're preaching a word to everybody because, regardless if you think that person has sinned because of their lifestyles, the person next to them has sinned because of other stuff. The person next to them has sinned because of other stuff. So the agenda isn't to change that person. That person can be a part of, a part of that church for twenty years. And continue to live the lifestyle that they live. If they're in the right environment, the right Christian loving, God fearing environment, then they would just be a church member, just like everybody else. I think it. And I think it should be that way. I think in most churches that I've attended in my life, that transgender people would be shunned at a certain point. I'm not I grew saying, up with gay people in church that for you years. wouldn't be you wouldn't be um, accepted into. But I think. And and also, if you have an agenda to do something, then it can't be genuine in my in my eyes. So if you do something I'd like that you just want to do, that's fine. But if the agenda is to later maybe get me to think like you think and and hear what you're hearing, then it can't be that genuine to me. Um, I, I I disagree with that. That's like if you okay, you you think about your your guys um, that you work with, right? You wanted to take Danny under your wing. Is that if I say his name? Mm -hmm. Okay. Take him under your wing so that you can help him grow and develop 
professionally grow like in his skill and all of that you had an agenda you wanted to help him but it doesn't mean that your relationship and your friendship was isn't authentic and you still want to continue to help him grow and develop so initially he didn't come in as your friend no but you kind of gravitated to him and wanting to help him because you had an agenda in identifying that this was somebody who showed potential so your agenda that you developed this relationship with him it was genuine because you genuinely wanted to help him and the relationship formed from that that doesn't take away from the fact that your intent was genuine and your friendship is genuine i think i'm i think i'm yeah we're like we're saying the same thing i think if you tie up the friendship in the whole approach in the beginning and you're hoping to get that out of it then yeah me i wasn't like i approached him in a sense as, as a carpenter like i want to help you be better along came the friendship which was great but that's how the initial approach was like i see myself in him so that's what makes me like talk to you and gravitate towards you right so if i see a loss and I, this is somebody not even thinking about them being transgender but if i see a young woman who i feel like she's lost she needs a little direction i'm gonna invite her to go to church with me to help her find her way get on the right path that's my initial agenda i'm not looking to develop a friendship but if one develops out of that i than that you know what i mean so i think there can still be a genuine connection despite the fact my initial agenda wasn't to be your friend or develop mm -hmm. a relationship i just wanted to help you find your way right that was the bonus part um answer this honestly and i'm not trying to be smart or offend anybody where was transgender people when we were young they were just kind of so I, I i i i i think I think, and I don't even know for sure, I think I may have known two gay people in school. Well, see, it's a difference hold, when hold, you hold, say I'm not, gay Let me finish my okay, statement. I'm sorry. It was two gay people in school that I knew of, in middle school and high school. I never knew of anybody transgender in my whole life until I got to be an adult to hear as of recent as probably 10 years ago. So I'm 45, not till I was 35 years old did I, did I even start to hear about a boy wants to be a woman, a woman wants to be a man, and, and actually having the technology to do something like that. So when I was in fifth grade and 10 years old, like the word didn't even exist. No, so this is the thing. We knew about it. We may not have known people, and that, and this was a derogatory term. I didn't know about L it. Listen, they were called transvestites. We heard of transvestites. It was just considered a derogatory term, and that's why they changed it to transgender because transvestites were looked at as, oh, this man used to be a woman, or this woman used to be a man. Typically, it was a woman. It was a Man, that I'm about to, to say woman. because there was a narrative wrapped around it. As a kid and as a boy, transvestite to me just meant a dude who dressed up as a woman. It doesn't necessarily mean that guy has a feeling to be a woman inside and he wants to change his body. Like but that wasn't heard of. You just he, didn't think of it to that. But if you I didn't think, think of it, it to that point because it was just like it's kind of like a burlesque show. Uh, um, like but I think that's how we minimized it and just thinking, oh, it was just for show. But you think for those people, it may have been like a real feeling. And another thing, not all transgenders fully have the operation. Some of them are still, <clears throat> they, they are transgender and may still maintain their 
body parts that they were born with. Well, that's but that's a I different think, conversation, but I'm just saying but, but the, word, no, I'm the just word saying, transgender means you change gender. So Right, and I think that's go from man we to looked woman. at it as cross-dresser growing up and just thought of it in, show, in terms of the showmanship of it without realizing, first of all, we don't know what these people did behind closed doors. We don't know how they presented themselves like if they were amongst other like-minded people. So if they were in clubs, you know, how did they present themselves? So we knew of it. We, I think what has brought in um, um, or heightened our awareness of it is the change in identifying um, the uh, gender identity portion of it as being a mental illness mm-hmm. and then allowing the... Um, medications and medical procedure if they choose to do so to be covered by health insurance so now it has become more prevalent because people no longer have to only change their clothes they can take pills that cost a lot of money but now they can have it covered through medical insurance so they can take pills to do things to their bodies to change their voices to you know grow breasts if they're taking estrogen or grow a beard if they want if they want to be a man and take testosterone so i think it has heightened our awareness of it because of the evolution of what we thought was just them dressing up as the other sex and now you know the psychological world or psychiatric world whichever side it falls on is looking at it like oh no this is really a mental um like dysmorphia thing gender dysmorphia thing right but what i'm saying is if we are if we were kids and we seen transvestites they were all grown people what kid did you know that was like you may have thought oh that's a little bit beyond gay like that's he wants to be a girl or she wants to be a dude everybody knew what a tomboy was it was a girl who wore straight backs who did the boy shit but you didn't think that that girl wanted to have a penis or had like these these inner feelings of being a boy you just thought oh you're a tomboy you climb poles and trees like i do you jump fences i think the prevalence of the lgbtqia community has made younger generations um, feel more secure and confident in coming out earlier or, you know, identifying We had some kids that. in our neighborhood that we knew were gay, like that we grew up with, right. a couple. A couple guys we knew were gay right. on your block, on, on my block, on the, the block my mom. Like, it was a few guys, but we didn't, I didn't know anybody that was like, transgender that was our age well yeah because i don't think that i mean we have to think too the transgender community while it gets a lot of attention as a kid back when we grew up to change listen the transgender community it gets a lot of attention but i don't think it's a huge population of people so i i mean you think in every and again, everybody who is part of the LGBTQIA community isn't necessarily transgender. I but think it's a small part of the community even then, even in the seventies. So mean, that's what I'm saying. We may have known quite a few gay people, but it does like it. It would make sense that okay, maybe only a few. Uh, if you knew ten gay people, maybe none of them were transgender. Now, if you knew fifty, maybe two may have been. So I think the numbers are small. It's just a spotlight on it so frequently it makes it seem like it's a larger population than it is got you Um, and also i mean there's a lot a lot of conversation about like 
yeah, it, it's, I will, yeah, I don't want to offend anybody, but I mean, it's a lot of opinions that can be held why, why, why children are getting younger that are. I'm just saying, like, if you see today, you hear about kids who are young as you 10 who know what they feel inside and know they want to be a boy or a girl and they voice this opinion. When I was going to school and when I was 10 years old, I may have knew of two gay people in 11 years of school. Or in twelve years of school, but you got to think too. Children weren't comfortable in showing that, so you knew of two gay people that were openly gay. How many people were hiding? How many people were messing? Yeah, but that's a different conversation when you because you don't know what's down low and what's not. I'm talking about like just being gay, like openly gay people. So I'm talking about yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it was only those two. You got people who probably was scared and would have never told anybody or not even just scared of like their family of showing that to kids like yeah yeah yeah. and it can't just be all social media which is why you see so much of it it's it's the news too it's it's like it's broadcast to us because of some of the the, it's a narrative it's something to be a part of to, to to it's like um what do you call that stuff um not shadow banning. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's trying to let other people know that you're 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 cool. You're 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 down with all the um, like quote unquote thing? woke stuff. Well, no, I mean, I think I think also part of it is too because of some of the horrible things that have been happening for a long time to in the transgender community. Like we knew that area in Philly around Hunting Park where they would find like. Um, prostitutes dead that were boys but they were dressing up like girls and they would end up getting killed because oh somebody picked them up and then realized that it was a boy mm-hmm. like, oh, you know that was or I'm let me not I don't want to be offensive to anybody it was a transgender woman so but they still had their male parts I think that's the right way to say it mm-hmm. so I think that too has heightened our awareness because of the crimes that have been being committed against the transgender community. Um, it's it's a sad thing. Um, it's a very sad thing. But we got to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Majors. Let's, tr- let's try to get through this. Jonathan Majors beat his girlfriend up in New York. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Slashed her ear. She had a laceration behind her, hair, her ear and visible marks to her throat and wrists. Um, and she's a white woman. Just you, just so we got all the details out there. Do you think his career is over? He's already had ads being pulled and stuff being pulled from him in the last couple of days. But like he just started. I you thought, got black man, white woman. I thought I saw, and I didn't see, watch it, but I or maybe it wasn't posted. I saw a headline that said that he had video that proved she was not telling the truth. That proved he didn't hit her. But I mean, there's no video. There's no. He's still. He's still charged. He still was charged. He still was let out. It's still in the investigation. If you got video, then show it. Like mm-hmm. why did? Why don't you put that shit on your Instagram? Like okay. you talking about being a, a, a accused of hitting a woman. You're a major fucking movie star. I would show that shit on my Instagram. Yes. You got the followers. Why wait for the shit to come out a month from now in court? You know how much shit you can lose in a month? I think if he doesn't show some sort of contradicting evidence that this did not occur, I think it I think his career will be halted. Um but in this in this climate? 
I think domestic w- violence yeah, against a and I'm I'm sorry to say, but against a white woman. Yep, and it will it will it will wipe it will wash over eventually. I don't and think I'm not talking about in months. I don't think this is something that jumps the news cycle, babe. I'm not talking about in months, but I would say give them five years of to to sit down and and that's pushing it. But this environment is it is too. Yeah, it's gonna blow over. You think about the things that look at look at Antonio Brown and all the trouble he was getting in in the domestic violence situation, and they were still trying. He messed well, up his own, now, it, but he did that to himself. The okay, domestic so violence situation, self sabotage situation. But, but what I'm saying, the the domestic violence situation, which was a black man against <sighs> a white woman, that didn't hurt his career. He hurt his own career being a self saboteur. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It will blow. And he over. don't have a career now. But he did it to himself. Is what I'm saying. I know, but you're saying violence- it, you're saying it's going to blow over. What I'm saying is he ain't working now. He's still doing dumb shit now. He don't have a career now. You're not listening to me. Okay. He would have had a career had but he, he not blown himself. I heard you. That's what I'm saying. So the white him the domestic violence situation didn't stop his money. He stopped it. If he didn't continue the foolery in other areas, so he what career st- are we talking about? The football career or just off the field? Because his football career. Okay, so he self sabotaged. Right. The, the, the domestic violence didn't stop. So anything. why do you think he don't work off the field? Like just doing like uh like um being an analyst on football stuff or or shit like that. Like why he ain't on the NFL network? The same reason why he 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 so he wanted to be a rapper. Like he I don't think he's interested in doing any of that. He he wanted to throw that lifestyle away to be a rapper, to be a fake gangster, to be like, you know, this D-boy. Like, so that's what I'm saying. The domestic violence situation did not impact his career. He impacted his own career. I I agree with that to a certain point, but I do think he's got stink on him from hitting his baby mom and beating up his his girls. I think that the, the women out there who know who he is, he got stink on his jacket because of that. And I think that follows him. I don't think that's forgotten. I think it's probably like... A lot of people don't talk about it, but when you see his face or he trying to do something, women will bring up, hey, yo, he used to beat his fucking girl. He used to, you know, he did, he threw his girl out with his kids. Like, that shit comes back up. I think it's going to take um, some time, an apology, if it is true, but I don't think that his career, I think it will be halted and he will have to climb back up the bucket, uh, the, the barrel. What if there's a video? Of him actually doing it. Like a Ray Rice situation where you heard, oh, Ray Rice hit his girl. We heard that before. Like, we, he's a football player. We, they hit their girls all the time. But then when you saw that shit, it was like, oh, like, damn. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, if that's He never of, worked again. <laughs> Ray yeah, Rice. if that's the type of situation that it is, then yeah, he may never work again. But then again, you may have, like, you know, those independent filmmakers who in the future may mm-hmm. want to give him another chance. So. Maybe. I just think his, his career has been halted. He's a Marvel yeah, star. definitely halted. And was in Creed 3 and on his way to do a lot more bigger shit. Those Marvel movies go around the world and make billions of dollars. And he was the star in one. And I think when you got stink on your jacket in this climate where everybody's... And don't get me wrong, the sensitivity is going away. But it's not going away when you hurting kids or hurting women and things like that. That shit doesn't go away. Is the sensitivity to what you say going away? Yeah, people are getting off that. 
But I don't think they're getting off of the domestic violence shit. I think that stink that follows you. Look at the guy. Um, I mean, no, granted, he makes his own money. But who's the guy from MMA that slapped his wife? Um, um, the owner. Um, he apologized when he heard nothing else about it. He's a white man, though. I, I know, but I'm man. just saying. A billionaire white man. I'm just That's saying. That's not Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is a black guy. I'm just saying, I think, unfortunately, <clears throat> domestic violence doesn't have the same shock value that like child abuse or or sexual abuse has. And if I'm not mistaken, he's foreign, right? Jonathan Majors, I believe he is um from Africa, Africa or something. So that's so. that's probably more of a problem. Did you learn anything this week? Um no. Okay, I didn't either. We're gonna go we ain't got no grams, but we got a list of things that we just gonna play with and get through real quick about um kids some stuff that kid that we that we experience that kids won't. Okay. Okay. Number one, um, buying an album or a CD. Hmm. I don't even think they will uh, buying a cassette tape. Like I don't even think they would understand um, what that process is like. Getting up, going to the store, buying a CD, buying an album. How about paying for music in general? Like because you figure now, even though you can, yeah, you, you don't, don't, even, you need, don't need to buy iTunes. anything. No, you don't need to buy anything. You just download this, download that. Yeah, kids play songs in thirty second spurts. So buying music in general is probably like, why buy it? What I gotta buy it for? Yeah, that's and then buying true. an album or buying a CD or tape. Where do I play it at? How many legit times have you been to the store and bought bought music as a kid? But has it been like dozens of times or it's been like you can count on your hand? Or was um, like you was down there every other week buying music? But how many times have you physically walked in the store, bought yourself an album or a CD as a child? Um, well, I so my first CD that I bought was Doggy Style when I was 12 years old. It was mm-hmm. $20. I had got my first Discman for Christmas and I bought that. Um, CD. C- I got the Discman and then I got $20 for my birthday. So... My birthday two weeks after Christmas, I ended up that was my first CD. Um, so I probably would say so from between twelve to whatever age you were now, yeah, quite a few times I bought. Okay. Yeah, quite a few times. I used to buy a lot of bootleg. Did you buy bootleg? I did buy. Bootleg. I, I've been in a record store to buy music quite a few times, probably five to ten. But I've been on avenues and bought bootlegs yeah. a lot of times. Definitely bought bootlegs. And then I got into the thing where I knew how to copy CDs. Like once I had a computer. Right. So if somebody had a CD, copy you can bur- it. You can burn, burn it. it. Burn it. That's what it was called. Burn. Yeah. Burn. So I knew how to burn it if somebody had it. Oh, let me burn that. So now you have a copy. Um, And you remember I made you a mixed a mixtape CD of all the old love songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how my, my next thing is um having to wait for your favorite song on the radio. Yeah. They, I mean, like the Quiet Storm or have your blank tape ready so you can hit record because you're not going to hear it again for another week. Nah, nah. Like it only comes on on Friday night. And this is Friday night, so you're not going to hear this jam until next Friday. So you better have your tape ready. Yeah, I'm always surprised. I mean, I rarely listen to the actual radio. And I'm just surprised. I know a lot of shows have become syndicated. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a lot of the local. No, so you um, listen to XM radio. And plus. No, no, I don't even mean XM. I mean, like you have like your local, like WDAS has their local host. 
but you have like those shows that are syndicated, right. like Steve Harvey show. But I'm always surprised when I do listen to the radio, like how are they still open because you have XM or you have um, you know, Pandora that you can listen to or Apple Music. And it's like, wow, it, it's radio's a good the, thing. Radio's the hub. It's like newspapers. Newspapers yeah. went down, but they never went away. And that's it's a good thing, but yeah. I'm always surprised that they haven't gone away. Yeah, it's, it's radio. I mean, you kind of need it. Um, I couldn't imagine what it would be like with zero radio. But that's but, the thing. Like you, you could still listen to music. You, you could, but you. I just think you get information. It's you know, it's it's radio. Like it's it's not just music. It would be sad if it wasn't. Yeah, it's anymore. not just music. Just like if you couldn't go buy a newspaper, that would be sad. Um, not that this was a big thing I loved doing, but rolling down a car window. Yeah, they, like I don't think they they're cool with skipping that. Like I don't think that's something y'all should experience as as kids rolling down a car window. Yeah, right. Well, the rolling down the window was one thing, but if it started raining and having to hurry up and roll it back, up. yeah, you can throw that bitch off track and now that shit don't come up. Yeah, um, writing a check that was very important when I was ten to fifteen. It was like. You don't know how to write a check. You got to learn what these numbers is on the bottom. You got to write it out. Then you got to spell it. And you got you can't fuck up. If you fuck up, rip it up and do another one. Like, it was... Like, is it that serious? Kids, I mean, it's unfortunate they don't need to know because everything is direct deposit or... And digital, just... Or pay on the computer and that sort of thing. I mean, so you really don't have, like, you know, a need in most cases... But it's something that you should at least know. It's funny because when you said write a check, um, and I hope I, I hope this isn't jumping the gun. I read I seen a um video the other day. This guy was saying that his kids wanted to go to an escape room, so he locked them in their room and gave them the instructions on how to mm-hmm. get out, and he wrote it in cursive. Mm-hmm. Kids don't know how to read cursive no more. That's sad because you would think just looking at it, you can make out the letters of, of cursive. Now, you might get a little fucked up with an S, but you have context to the word when you have other letters. You know what a T is, whether it's a print T or a cursive T. You know what an N is. You know what an M is. Like You know what an O is. You know what an A is. So you would think you could read cursive, but... That is it so fucked made... up because you never saw it is why you can't read right, it. Right, right. You think it's a bunch of squiggly lines. And, and it's, it's like if you... Like, whoa, what is one that? One of them things that's looked like a painting that looked like it's checkered, but it's something in there. Yeah. Like, that's what it probably looks like to them. Um, receiving a paper check, like getting paid and going to the bank. Like getting a paycheck that has your name and your amount you made on it and it's paper and you got to go stand in line at the bank and cash that bitch. Some kids may still... Uh, and the only reason why I say this because I know some jobs, like, when you first start, it, if you get direct deposit, like, your first check might have to be paper. So they may experience that a little bit or if they don't have a bank account set up. But now a lot of companies have, like, They'll set you up with like a card through the payroll company, which yep. is crazy. But yeah, ain't a lot of checks. Just so they can keep it digital. They're not trying to have no pocket That's of people that want do, paper. Right? If you got kids in your life, get like Christmas, birthdays and stuff like that, write them a check 
for their birthday. And, see and that money, I was going to say, and that money will probably never leave your bank account until you physically have to tell them how to do it. But that's a great way to teach kids how to use the bank, how to set up a bank, go take them to the bank to set up a bank account. I mean, but this is fun to talk about, but you're teaching them shit that's ancient. They, they, they don't, it's not even useful information to know how to write a check anymore. No, no, but what I'm saying is not, maybe not write a check, but how to go to the bank with it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even, if they're going to set up a bank account, you either give them cash or a check anyway. So, I mean, it's a good lesson, but you're right. right actually writing a check, it's like, yeah. yeah, the phone being busy. Like y'all ain't gonna know shit about that. Like the phone being busy, it used to make a sound when you couldn't make a phone call. Don't know shit about that because ever since you probably was born, it's been two way and three way. You, I remember conference call. I was gonna say every now and then you call a <clears throat> business and the phone might be busy, but I remember having a two way, especially a three way, was a luxury. Like everybody ain't pay. Like your phone, your mom's phone bill might have been forty three dollars a month, but if she wanted, if you wanted to have a two way or call waiting, it would be an extra six dollars. And then if, if you wanted to have a three way where you could like conference call somebody in, then it would be like another extra three dollars. Mm-hmm. So now you went from forty three dollars to fifty two dollars. She might curse you out. Yes, definitely curse you the fuck out. Um. And then don't use Star 69. You, they will never know about that. Yeah, star so Star 69. 69, if somebody called your house and hung up, you could Star 69 and it'll call them back. Or if you wanted to block your number. Star 67. Star, you dial Star 67, call somebody if they had call an ID. They don't even understand the concept of dialing an area code. Like of not dialing the area code. Yeah, yeah, so they, they wouldn't be able Or star to, six seven and, and caller ID. I'm saying if they had caller ID to them, they like everybody got caller ID. I wonder, wait a minute. So, his, so wait, you know how everybody's phone number shows on your phone when they call it day? Does star six seven still work? Yeah, and it shows on the, on the phone that the person pushed it. Wow. It'll come up star six seven. Like, it, you can't do that shit no more. Wow. Um, a guy had his uh, two sons on TikTok and he had a rotary phone and he had $100 and he sat it down and he gave him a phone number and he said, if you can dial that number, you can have the money. And they, like, got as far as picking it up and I don't know why, but when they did the rotary part, they never went all the way around. Like, it never felt right to them to go all the way around. They kept going halfway. They was like, two, one, Uh, five. And then the one son thought, the only one you have to take all the way around is the zero. He would do (laughs) half the other numbers and do the zero. He would go all the way around. It was like, what the fuck, man? Um, Sneaker stores. I used to love going to sneaker stores in the neighborhood. You mean like not like your brand, like a Foot Locker? No, like a mom oh, and pop sneaker store. Yeah. Like the one that was on Lehigh Avenue in the middle of the fucking Yeah, I don't block. think there's any more independent. What was the store that was on the corner of 25th and Lehigh? It was like a men's store. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, They sold but... sneakers too, but then the Chinese people sold sneakers in the middle of the block. Samsung was one. Samsung. That Samsung. They had one on South Street and they had one down like Germantown and Erie. Mm-hmm. That was a sneaker store. Germantown Avenue. Yeah. Store down there and buy Champions. That's yeah. how long ago that was. And they used to they have stores. dollars all colors. And they used to have stores that was like next door to each other, but one store might be $5 cheaper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you can go get a pair, a pair of Reebok Swiss. classes. 
for $50. Ooh. And then over there, they got them for 45 I think I want to get some K-Swiss this summer. K-Swiss, some The white ones Reebok with the classic. soft tongue. I found Sean. I sure I found S-Docs. You did? Yeah. I was looking for them for you for years ago. But they were only on, like, eBay. And I was like, I'm not buying nobody's worn shoes. Yeah, $88. Um, last thing, posters. You know, shit like that. But it was back in the day they had, like, she had Bobby Brown purses. I had well, well, let, well, let's start, though, because it wasn't just posters. It was the magazines that you got the posters from. Word Up magazine. But those were it, little posters. But sometimes you, you would have the big one that was like, oh, yeah. Where you could get the tubes and be like, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. And they probably was three, four, five dollars. You got yourself a tube. Went home and made oh, you a poster. Oh, y'all was fancy. No, I got all my posters from the magazines. From Word Up. So, some of them would be just the one page. Some of them would be the double page. And then, in the middle, it would be the biggest one. Take you had to take the out. staples out. Yeah. yeah. But they had a... Um, then, they was usually in sneaker stores or hat stores. Like, shit like that. Like a they Spencer's had or yeah. something that would have they a They had poster. posters and you would, like, just look and be like, damn, give me that one, give me that one. And... Long tubes used to come out of there with. Yeah, that's yeah kids ain't gonna know shit about nothing that. I think I think the older generation now, like, because I think people they still buy like sports posters, and they might buy like, and I don't know why I just thought about this like mem memorabilia, now. like mushroom posters and stuff like yeah. that, like the psychedelic kind of posters and stuff. Like you live in the seventies, like Austin yeah, Powers, yeah, yeah, groovy baby. Um, act two, the podcast one sixteen coming to a close. Um, wrapping up, you guys catch us at tutopodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, um, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, and Radio Public. You did it. Um, so catch us on all those platforms. Um, it's your boy, International Walk. You forgot me. <laughs> It's your girl Taj, the co-host with the Moses. And y'all see I got on this Leo shirt. And if y'all know me, y'all know I am not a Leo. I said my birthday was two weeks after Christmas. But my favorite person is a Leo. Who the fuck's a Leo? My favorite <laughs> person is a Leo. Um, we hope y'all enjoy this podcast. It's 116. Um, we enjoy doing them. Yes. So um, if y'all fuck with us, y'all fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace. <laughs>